This is Radio Maria. Thank you for coming to, well, coming, for listening and tuning in for our program this morning. This morning we've got a special guest today. I'm very pleased to to be introducing you to Andy Bull. He has created, along with a a team of volunteers, uh, a couple of routes uh, a new English Camino to Walsingham. Ooh, I know a lot of you listeners are fond of the Camino and are also fond of pilgrimages and Walsingham. So Andy is going to be the man for you. Good morning, Andy. Hello there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Andy, you've got to tell us. So you've got a new book, a new guide to this Camino. Can you tell us a bit about, well, first, can we start with what is a Camino? So um, a Camino is a pilgrimage route. Um, the word Camino has become um, very popular and has greater recognition perhaps internationally than the word pilgrim. And that's really down to the popularity of the um, the Camino to Santiago de Compostela, um, which has really captured people's imaginations. So um, I decided to look closer to home at our own um, Camino or pilgrim tradition. Oh, I love that. I thought the Camino was just a part of the word, but no, no, Camino to Santiago, Camino to Walsingham. There you go, listeners, I've learned something. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Walsingham has been a pilgrimage site here in our own country for years, decades, centuries even can you tell us a little bit about the history of it absolutely well it's an absolutely amazing story and and the thing to say about Walsingham is um probably certainly for the British and and also I I discover in North America when you talk about pilgrimage in in England people think about Canterbury and it's a sort of a assumption that that is our prime um, pilgrimage site and always was um but it turns out that it wasn't shortly before the Reformation um, pilgrimages to Canterbury were declining radically, but they were holding up to Walsingham. So, for instance, you can look at the accounts, and in the final year before um, dear old Henry VIII decided that pilgrimage should be outlawed, Canterbury had um, offerings of a total of £36. Walsingham had offerings of £250. And also, the road to Walsingham was the most important road in England. Now, of course, what happened after the Reformation, or well, what happened um, in, in the centuries since that, is that Canterbury remained an important place. It was an important port. It was the centre of the Church, uh, the Church of England, certainly in this country. And it's the place that Chaucer stuck in our minds uh, with, with his Canterbury Tales. Walsingham just became a tiny village in Norfolk. The road died out. Pilgrimage disappeared for 400 years. And um, it really wasn't until the 20th century, until about 100 years ago, that the shrines at Walsingham were um, reinstated and pilgrimage began again. And then just, uh, well, I guess pilgrimage has never really stopped to Walsingham during lockdown, but they've really come back alive this year. Absolutely. And and the the thing about Walsingham, what's fascinating about it to me is that there is an an incredible story about it, which is that um, uh, it's a Marian shrine. Now, most of the major pilgrimage sites in in the world are not Marian shrines, Um, but but Walsingham is. And and there is a story, the the legend about it is that a local noblewoman in um, the 11th century had a dream or a vision in which the Virgin Mary transported her to um, Nazareth and showed her the the, the holy house. Um, And 
instructed her to create a replica in Walsingham, which she did. Um, and it was initially a very simple place, but it over the centuries was um, uh, um, enhanced until it was an incredible, you know, jewel encrusted, incredibly rich, incredibly um, uh, powerful Marian shrine to which all the kings and queens traveled, including Henry, Henry VIII. And indeed, Henry went there once we know to pray for a son. His uh, various of his wives, we believe, went there, um, and he um, gave it substantial funds right up until uh, the uh, his decision to um, to uh, 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 to destroy the monasteries and um, and outlaw pilgrimage and the veneration of saints. Hmm. Is so that was back then, mm. and now we're back in there, and we I was just there just a few weeks ago. And our right. uh-huh. we were I was there for New Dawn and the uh-huh. team with Ignite and Radio Maria teamed up and did uh, their own Camino from Barry St. Edmunds to Walsingham. Uh, just mm-hmm. and they arrived at the Assumption. So it's still very much an active place to pilgrim. Now, Andy, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, but just what 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 I found was that while you can very easily walk to Canterbury, you can get maps and all the rest of it. If you look for the Walsingham route, the route from London to Walsingham, which was the primary route, it's not on maps, and that struck me as very odd. So I started doing the historic research, um, and discovered there was a chap, uh, a Catholic priest called um, Leonard Watmore, in the 1970s, who did all the historic research and did what he could to retrace the route, but he didn't actually walk it or apply it to maps. Um, so I did apply it to maps, and with volunteers from the Confraternity of St James, which encourages pilgrims to go to the shrine at Santiago, we tested the route, researched it, and came up with what is as close as possible to the original medieval route, but which is also a stunning walk. So it's 180 miles, almost all of it, on um, uh, uh, footpaths, quiet lanes. There's literally about two miles at the most that at the moment is alongside busy roads. And that compares extremely well with the um, the various routes to Santiago, where you very often have to travel alongside busy traffic. So it's a work in progress, but the book is out on the 2nd of September, and that will have full GPX mapping. So you can essentially, if you buy the book, you get the maps, and you can download it onto your phone, you can follow it on your phone, hopefully making that the simplest way possible of getting there. And also we give people all the other information they need. So we split it into 13 day walks, which can also be split again if you want to do, you know, seven miles a day rather than an average of 14. We tell you all the public transport, where to eat, um, where to sleep, and hopefully do everything we can to encourage people to walk to Walsingham from London. Because although 300,000 people do go to Walsingham annually on pilgrimage, very few of them walk other than the last holding mile. And so what I really passionately believe is that we should try and reinstate the walking routes. And the one from London was the key one. So that that's my little speech. <laughs> How exciting. I, I love the idea that you've got the food and the sleeping because that's always my thought. But what about eating? So that is super yeah, well, handy. Where does it start in London? Anywhere? The Tottenham yes, Square? indeed. It starts at a very significant place, the Church of St. Magnus the Martyr, which is at the northern end of London Bridge. Indeed, it stands at where the old London Bridge, the Roman and medieval bridge, went across. And um, pre-Reformation, there was a a chapel on the centre of that bridge at which pilgrims at Canterbury would go. And St. Magnus was incredibly important 
point for pilgrims because they set off, if they were going to Canterbury, they went south through Southwark. If they were going to Orsian, they went north. So um, when when the, um, the, the shrines, the, the both Catholic and Anglican shrines were, were created or reinstated at Walsingham in the 1920s and 30s, the Anglican shrine, um, the person who established that, a chap called Hope Patton, had very strong links with the priest, the um, Anglican priest at St. Magnus Martyr. Uh, and they got together and um, very much made Magnus Martyr a kind of starting point. So there is a shrine to Our Lady of Walsingham in Magnus Martyr Church. Um, and um, we have a series of pilgrim stamps, 19 pilgrim stamps in churches along the way. The first one is at Magnus Martyr. Um, and the priest there was absolutely wonderful. I've walked the route now um, three times, and I'm about to start a fourth. Um, and he's incredibly welcoming to pilgrims. Um, if you can arrange it with him, he will give you the traditional pilgrim blessing and send you on your way. So again, in, with Magnus Martyr, we are seeking to reinstate a tradition wiped out at the Reformation and to bring it back in a, in a full um, way in which people can get involved and engage and um, hopefully deepen their faith. I love this idea, especially the pilgrim stamps. Do do we do you get your own little like? Where did this? Are they stamp stamps? Are they like? Yeah. What are they? Are no, they, they are. They are. They are good old fashioned um, rubber stamps with a with a with an ink pad in these nineteen churches. Um, and from the Confraternity of St James, you can buy a pilgrim passport and you can collect the stamps. And the, one of the interesting things is a lot of people would love to walk to Santiago de Compostela, but they find it quite um, daunting. You know, to walk hundreds of kilometres. But we have um, an, an agreement now with the um, pilgrim authorities in Spain at, at the Cathedral in Santiago. The Confraternity of St. James has been uh, allowed to designate certain English routes as what they sort of call pre-caminos. So essentially, if you walk a minimum of 25 kilometres on the London to Austin Camino, which we're just relaunching, and you get the stamps, when you go to Santiago, you only have to then walk 75 kilometers out of the minimum total of 100 that you need to walk to get your um, credential when you get to um, Santiago. So essentially, if, 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 if you're concerned, many people aren't concerned about, you know, just doing the minimum, but it means that you have got a quarter of your pilgrimage um, established in the UK before you go to Spain. So hopefully, again, it's like a stepping stone so that people who want to go out onto the sort of international, the European um, stage of pilgrimage can actually start their pilgrimage in this country. Amazing. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Uh, so we've got, we start at St. Magnus. You get your, your booklet from the Confraternity of St. James. You get your stamp yeah. and your pilgrimage yes. blessing. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you use the toilet there before you go? Uh, not at Magnus Martyr, oh, but no. um, fortunately, the first bit of the route goes down the Thames path on the north bank of the Thames, and there are lots of facilities there. Um, there are all sorts of places. And our first stop is just a couple of miles away. It's a place called the um, Royal Foundation of St. Catherine, which is a remarkable place with a history that goes back to 1147 and a tradition of welcoming pilgrims. And they have become our official um, our partner at the London stage. They, they have um, a retreat center, they have um, accommodation, they have a wonderful yurt cafe and a pilgrim stamp. So you've only got to get those two miles and you get your second stamp and you again can have a wonderful welcome there as long as you tell them in advance you're a pilgrim that you're coming. Um, and so you're essentially you are, you're all set up for that walk 
and which will then take you along the River Lee. So you can leave London without touching um, a road, which is quite remarkable. You can get all the way to um, where walking along the River Lee and the other, um, uh, the other rivers in the Lee Valley. Remarkable. Oh, listeners, this is Radio Maria. And today on the morning program, we have got Andy Bull. And he is sharing with you the new Camino to Walsingham. Uh, pilgrimaging traditions are being resurrected here in our own home country. And Andy is encouraging us to walk, walk to Walsingham. Don't drive, don't drive. Get the walk. Take back this history, this tradition of walking. And he shared how they've got a book where they've created it with a map. <laughs> all these details all together in this book that includes the maps, uh, GPX mapping, where to eat, where to sleep, and all about our stamps as well. Andy, have is there going to be... You said that the book comes out September 2nd. Oh, could you share with our listeners what's the book's title? Yeah, absolutely. So it's called London to Orsian Camino, The Pilgrimage Guide. It's published by a company called Trailblazer, who are fantastic, very well-established publishers of guidebooks. And I believe it's fifteen ninety-five. although you can get it cheaper at certain online retailers. Ooh, very good, very good. So, so <laughs> we've, we, how many, has anyone, you guys have done it, you've researched it, you've done it three times yourself. Andy, is there any way that, you know, you sound like you're an expert and I, I will get lost. Is, I'm, I'm bound to get lost. Is there anything that you're going, are you organizing any groups to do it? Yeah, what I'm doing is, and um, particularly through the 19 churches along the way that have pilgrim stamps, I've built up a kind of um, a connections with people along the route in the churches, through the churches. So I'm offering um, a series of walks along along the route. So the first one we're going to do is on the 16th of September, and that's from Waltham Abbey to Ware. Again, it's a walk um, along, the, um, along the River Lee um, without any road walking. Um, it very conveniently runs close to a railway line, and there are numerous um, uh, railway stations along the way and good facilities. And we have um, churches along the way have been incredibly enthusiastic, so we're going to be getting welcomes at various churches, um, including one at Great Amwell. And finally, when we get to um, uh, to where, uh, where incidentally, the high street is still um, known locally as Walsingham Way. Ooh. Let's talk about these accommodations and these places to eat. Are they, mm. are they travel lodges? Are they churches? Are they traditional pilgrim hostels? What are they like? Well, um, they're a bit of a mix, actually. Um, the next, uh, at the moment, what I've, what I've sort of, I mean, there are a lot, pilgrims in, in, people who know about the Caminos in Spain will know that there are, you know, pilgrim hostelries, um, which are quite basic places. Often you're sleeping in a dormitory and they're inexpensive. We don't have that tradition in England. So what I've had to go back initially to is the tradition of staying in inns. I mean, all the pilgrim hostelries unfortunately got destroyed along with everything else at the Reformation, so we don't have those. But many of the inns along the way were welcomed pilgrims and um, are, still have accommodation today. So that's one way of doing it. I've also infilled, of course, with other you know, convenient, inexpensive bed and breakfasts and so on. Um, but the ultimate goal, I think, would be to get, um, uh, I think they, you may have heard this phrase, um, 
champing, so camping in churches. And it will be absolutely wonderful if we could also get a network along the way of inexpensive places in churches, church halls, elsewhere, that people who didn't mind um, a slightly less comfortable way of traveling could um, could 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 also do that and do it do it um, in in a in a in a less less um, um, expensive way. But that's it's a work. I have to say this is a work in progress. We've just reestablished the route. Um, we haven't got it waymarked yet, and one reason is that while it's um, it exists um, online digitally. You can adjust it if you need to. We don't think there's going to need to be many adjustments, but all it means is if someone discovers that a particular path is closed, and for instance, I wanted to go through a particular farm in Norfolk, but found out that at the moment it's closed because of, um, I think it's swine fever. Um, Yikes. You can you, Exactly. <laughs> you can adjust the route online so that as soon as people get the map, they get the updated version. And then hopefully, as things improve, as um, I hope that we spread the word and that local authorities will be um, um, sympathetic and encouraging to us, hopefully they can help us um, refine the route, um, eventually get it waymarked, maybe help us with um, road crossings and, and that kind of thing. But as I say, we, we you know, with the, the, the volunteers have done an amazing job um, in identifying what we think is the best possible route at the moment and the closest to the original um, Walsingham Way from London. But we, we hope to build on that. You keep saying waymarking. I'll be honest, mm. I'm not sure what you mean by that. So, well, so that, that's the kind of traditional thing, which is like little decals, which they nail to every fence post along the way. And it's got an arrow and it's got a logo which says, you know, the Walsingham Way or this way to Walsingham or indeed this way to Canterbury. And you follow the little decals. Well, to my mind, that's actually less important these days um, than having the map on your phone. Because if you've got the map on your phone, you can't go wrong. If you do go wrong, you, you see immediately that your path has um, split from the path that's on the map and you can go back and find it. Um, and if you're, if you're relying on you know, physical um, decals um, or roundels on, on fence posts and signs, there's always a danger you're going to miss one. And I've often found on these walks that um, there isn't one it, what I think is a key place and where, I, where I've gone wrong. So I think that the sort of the digital world can help us in our very um, traditional um, uh, exploration here um, in, um, in, 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 in not going wrong. So we're trying to use all the tools at our disposal to make doing this pilgrimage, this, um, uh, this Camino from London to Walsingham, as um, viable as possible. Andy, it's all amazing. And I am so grateful that this will be all this is being established and will be very well established when my sons are old enough. They're they're like nine <laughs> to do it with me. But how you've got to share with us, Andy, because the listeners, this guy's got a passion. This guy's got a, a oomph to do this. What, what made you start wanting to even start all this? Well, uh, going back about three years. I was very interested in the idea of pilgrimage in this country, but I had a fear of having to walk hundreds of miles. And most routes are very long. You know, if you walk to Winchester to Canterbury, for instance, those routes are very long. And what I thought was the thing is I I maybe have got a you know a couple of days I could do on pilgrimage. So I, I thought maybe I should try and look at um ways of kind of giving starters, newbies, who wanted to sample pilgrimage, a way of getting into it. So I came up with a book called Pilgrim Pathways, one to two day walks on, on Britain's ancient sacred ways. And what that does is that gives you a similarly um, comprehensive guide, including GPS mapping, um, all the details, all the information you need, to a, a range of 20 places. I mean, some principal shrines, Canterbury, York, um, uh, Holy Island, 
lots of those, but also some local ones, you know, because one thing we have in, in or had in, in, in Britain was many, many local shrines. You know, people would go on a, on a holy day, which became a holiday, they would walk to their local shrine. Now, I happen to live in West London, and my local shrine is the Black Madonna of um, uh, 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 just up the road here. Is it the Wilston? Um, Wilston, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the no, 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 I, I'm, my it's mind. on my list. The to Black go to. Madonna of Wilston. Yeah. Well, so that was, you know, people used to walk up the Edgware Road before it was the Edgware Road, um, including uh, St. Thomas More, on their, then their one day that they had to go to the local shrine. And there are all sorts of other shrines, some of them in village churches, some of them you know, completely or, or almost completely forgotten. So what I tried to do with that book was to produce 21 to two day pilgrimages that people could do as a kind of introduction. And while I was doing that book, I, I was very surprised. This is when I thought, well, this is odd. I don't see routes to Walsingham. Now, uh, the, the route to London to Walsingham simply wasn't on the map, which I thought was odd. There are other enterprises, for instance, um, at um, uh, Norwich, they have recently um, reinstated uh, what was another important route to Walsingham, the Walsingham uh, route from Norwich, and they have got that completely established. That's um, an initiative from a chap called um, um, Peter Dole at um, uh, Norwich Cathedral. And um, he also would like to in, uh, reinstate a route from King's Lynn, um, and there was also a route from Ely. So essentially what you've got in Santiago is a, is a whole network of routes that go to Santiago. What we could have in Walsingham, which was our principal shrine, and I believe should be again, is a network of routes. And if we can reestablish those routes and give people full guides and full access and make it as easy as possible to get to Walsingham from all those different routes, the routes that people took from the Midlands, you know, from the north, from the southwest, from the southeast, we will have in Britain in England, um, a network to um, um, uh, not exactly rival, but to be um, uh, a similar draw and a similar um, uh, spiritual sucker as people have when they go to Spain. That's the ultimate goal. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm Andy. I am praying that this continues and this, that the way the, the little way paths are, are done and that the more and more inns become part of this collaboration and more path. I am so excited. And well, one, one oh, other, yeah. sorry, one other little thing to mention is in, in a few days, I'll, um, I'll publish a page on Facebook called London to Walsham, Walsham Camino, the pilgrimage guide. And I will there, um, have dialogue with anyone who wants to get in touch with me. So I mentioned that I'm offering walks and there's, you know, I'm not charging for these walks. All it needs is that for enough local people to want to get involved. Anyone who wants to contact me um, to talk about the book or to um, help us um, enhance the route or to organize a walk, um, they can do that through that, um, that Facebook page, which I say will go live probably at the weekend. And what's it called again? Uh, the same title as the book, London to Walsingham Camino, The Pilgrimage Guide. Gotcha, gotcha. The Pilgrimage Guide. All right. Well, I'll add that. Listeners will create a, a blog post as well, which will include this podcast on it. So you can listen in again to Andy, share it with others, and we'll include uh, links to the, ooh, all the book exciting stuff. Now, you have, a, you have an event coming up, though, for the book on September 3rd, 4th, is it? There's a little bit of a question mark over that oh, because no. of uncertainty over transport and so on. Oh, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm having to sort of hold back on confirming that one, I'm afraid. No problem. No um, problem. But I certainly will be um, offering um, walks through the next year at the very least 
along the route and indeed if people would like to invite me to come and talk to them about the route about pilgrimage about Walsingham I'd be absolutely delighted to do that so the best way to keep up to date listeners is to join that Facebook page London to Walsingham Camino the pilgrim guide and we will also maybe we'll if you listeners are ever going on any of these trips or you've said all right I've got the book I'm going to take a trip here we go you can always do know that Radio Maria loves sharing your stories and your testimonies and we'd love 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 to hear how's it going is there swine flu over here or is what's going on on the route thank you andy so much for coming on today uh could we absolutely my pleasure could we end the program with a a prayer for this the success of this re-establishment of pilgriming in england oh i put you on the spot shall i shall i'll lead i'll lead the prayer and then we'll finish it is that okay that will be wonderful. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, oh, dear Lord, and to our dear Mother Mary, thank you so much for giving us this time today to hear the great work that Andy and the volunteers have done to help bring alive uh, pilgriming, pilgrimage routes and, and the act of taking ourselves physically around, through a path, visiting people, inspiring people on that path to coming to spending some time with you. Thank you, Lord, for giving the pilgrims that go abroad or are continuing to pilgrim here in England, for giving them the courage, the strength and the passion to do so. May their pilgrim, may their walks inspire others and be a blessing to all those that they meet along their way. God, I bless, I I, I ask that this book and these events that Andy is creating, that they they bring faith physically to our, our, whoever encounters them. And Lord, bring your, your Holy Spirit to them to let this be a successful re-ignition of this tradition in our country. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautifully said. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. God bless. And I look forward to looking at the book. Thank you so much.